Hi, I'm Ophelia, and I'm writing a book. Kinda. Join me as I talk through my very self-taught writing process and dish all the gossip on the people, places, and experiences that are soon to be people, places, and experiences in my book. Hey, how's everybody doing today? This is Ophelia, and welcome to I'm Writing a Book, kinda, because I am kind of writing a book. Um, so I've been sticking pretty much to my one page a day thing. So, you know, in like 14 years, I should be done with this book or it's going to be like, a, it'll be a weird children's book, you know, with one to two sentences per page. One is, it'll fall somewhere in those two between a novel and a children's book. We'll see. Anyways, uh, extra random good news is my dog is in here sitting on his bed and he's chewing on a bone, but I feel like it's going to be okay. He's, he's making progress. Okay. <laughs> so that's the good thing. Okay. So, Ooh, there's a big crank in my chair. Is it going to stop? I think so. Okay. Yeah. Um, anyways, so last week I was like, I'm, I want to talk about nightmares. And I really do because it's been, well, it's been like haunting me my entire fucking life. Nightmares. And here's the weird thing. Okay. So I get nightmares like all the time. Like most nights I have very vivid, um, well, we'll call them dreams because it makes it sound better, but most of them are nightmares. Most of them are bad. Um, most of the time I am a character in it. Sometimes it's like first person and sometimes it's like I'm an observer of the situation, right? It's it's really not always one. I don't have many reoccurring ones. There have been like a couple over the years, but that's not, that's not very common. Um, and the reoccurrences are, I don't know, they're odd. You know, and I remember it from childhood and I thought everybody had nightmares. I thought everybody had like these very vivid dreams. It was just you know, like something that happened. But, you know, throughout the years, I've talked to people and it's like, you know, some people have dreams, some people don't. And um, apparently it's not that common. And probably I have some sort of sleep disorder. I mean, honestly, I probably do. And then when I, um, you know, when I started having kids, my son was like, oh, he was just over three because I just had my, this was my eldest son. And when I had my second son, they're like warning, you know, he may throw more tantrums or, you know, whatever, just because there's a new kid in the house, which was, you know, to be expected. But he started having night terrors, which are a whole new level of crazy nightmares. Like he would start, um, you know, just having these violent reactions and they're like, don't wake him up. But it would last like a half an hour. I mean, in like you basically just had to sit there making sure he wasn't hitting himself like on anything or falling dramatically. Like we had his mattress just on the floor at that point in time. Anyways, um, but okay, so here's also, <laughs> you're thinking to yourself probably, or I would be thinking to myself, okay, you know you get a problem, like you are self-diagnosing that you have some sort of sleep disorder here. Why don't you get something checked out for it? Here's why. My grandfather, who was a very smart guy, just like really into quantum physics and was part of, you know, actually he didn't end up joining this math think tank here. He decided he just didn't want to do it but he like always studied math and he was like part of the uh the men's men's society obviously i'm not um but he was yeah you know, he's just a brilliant guy but he had some really like weird theories about stuff and this is not a theory that he created by any means but it's this theory that 
when you're you know, when you're awake, you're in this reality and you're living this life. And when you're asleep, you are in an, basically another version of you. And I like, I'm, I'm explaining this theory much worse than anybody else, basically. But I think the idea of you having like this duality to yourself is very, uh, very easily accessible. I mean, if you look at most movies or comic books like this, you know, a Jekyll and Hyde thing where you have two sides of your personality, two sides of your life. Um, but you know, these stories just put it within your, your awake reality. Although, you know, so my grandpa would be like, maybe we're living in the, the dream nightmare side. And you know, the other side is kind of trying to piece together, like, why were you making these choices? And I'm, you know, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, oh my God, like my other reality is thinking to myself, like, oh, why is she sitting there watching Netflix for six hours? But then I think to my dreams, like they are kind of like patchy, you know, like one scene does not necessarily continuously like flow to the next. It's like uh, vignettes of things that are happening. And my mind kind of creates like a, a connection between the two, although I'm not conscious of like what happened between. So I mean, maybe that's it. Maybe they were just taking a shower in between those, you know, two traumatic things that were happening to them. Um, so, I mean, that's the reason why I don't have any, well, I, and that sounds kind of weird too. I feel like if I were to do something to get some sort of treatment for this, that one, as weird as it sounds, I kind of like all the stories that I'm getting. I mean, most of them are horrible, you know, people dying or whatnot, but I kind of like the stories. But um, secondly, I'm worried that like if I get some sort of treatment or medicine or something for it, I'm not, I really don't even know what they do to, to treat this, but that like that other potential half of me, my other life might disappear. Like, am I, am I kind of, you know, working against fate at this point? It's just kind of a, I don't know, it's an odd, an odd thought. And then like if something happens to my dreams, like what happens to the other people that are involved in them? I mean, does that, does that change all of their life? Like is their story completely altered because of it? I mean, okay. Anyways. So uh, yes, I'm not going to get rid of my nightmares. I'm just going to live with them. I have, I have to imagine that a lot of writers are like this, like that they have this blessing and burden, you know, I mean, the stories, the ideas have to come from, from somewhere. And I know some people are just very creative, but I know a lot of my things are things that are kind of inspired through either actual life, you know, which I talk about a lot or things that happen in my dreams. So my characters, um, in the beings in this world, which is, you know, like a, an earth type world, um, but kind of, you know, in like a fairy tale lens perspective are normal for the most part. Okay. And they were normal for a long time. And then they were given these, um, these gifts, which I had talked about before these, um, whispers is what they're referred to in the book, these whispers. So they're gifts that are, are given. It's not something that's like genetically or generationally passed down at all. So, Okay, so this whole, I bring about this whole thing really of the nightmares and like my thoughts on the possibility that I'm living two lives, one in two different realities. Well, I, yeah, actually, I do think I'd look at it as one life potentially split between multiple realities. 
Anyways, and I'm really not like super sci-fi. I just think to a certain extent, it makes sense. I mean, that's the thing is I don't know. Like my grandpa was a genius. When you talk to people that are very smart and they give these arguments, it's like, okay. I mean, I guess this can be true about like (laughs) religious fanaticals and whatnot too. You know, you got to have some charisma, but you know, if you have a train of thought that makes sense and perfect. And anyways, I think this one, you know, it doesn't hurt at all. Anyways, this idea of being one life, multiple realities kind of got me to thinking about kind of like a Jekyll and Hyde type thing where, um, you know, the characters and stories that are sometimes, you know, very sweet and then also have this very dark side. So I'm thinking of turning one of my people into that sort of thing where their whisper, which nobody knows because in their like good side, um, they are, you know, a, a normal person, but their bad side, they would be somebody who has a whisper that can control or see into people's dreams. I'm not really sure. I want them to at least be able to see into people's dreams. So this is something because I do believe that even though your dreams are kind of weird, that they like say things about, you know, where your mental state is and, you know, where your thoughts are even though it's, you know, not clear completely. So I want this person and I felt like it would be interesting if they could manipulate it and somehow that would impact, you know, the person that's sleeping or maybe he can keep them asleep for a longer time. And I want him to be kind of like this, um, like urban, urban myth, urban legend and call him Mr. Nightmare or something, you know, like that. <laughs> now all I'm thinking of is Nightman from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Nightman, whoa. Ooh, somebody's not warmed up here. Rare. Anyways, I thought that would be like an interesting character choice and not have, you know, that could be a big um, reveal later on. Obviously, like I said, not to you guys who are listening to this, but the, there could be this person that is, you know, looked upon as a good character, but really he's been manipulating dreams. And I, I got to figure that out. I got to, I got to tease at this idea just a little bit more here, you know, about how, you know, I could, mm, yeah, how, how I could make this person and what they're doing in the dreams really actually matter to, you know, like the regular life. But I, I wanted to be something. So I'm, I'm kind of pulling at that thread. And I like it. I think that could go somewhere. I'm realizing that I really do. I need to like plan these twists and turns so that I know where I want them to end. I just don't know where, you know, they can't all be at the end. I mean, they should be, you know, somewhere towards the second half of the book. But they can't all be, you know, because then I hate that. I hate, I hate it in books. When all of a sudden there's a huge twist and then things are like just wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, like either fixed or go to crap in like five pages. And then it kind of like ends very unsatisfyingly. Like it, like there was such a buildup and then there's like the answer all of a sudden. Although I know I was talking about Margaret Atwood and how I love Blind Assassin. And seriously, she waits till like the last couple pages to be like, and then there was this bit of information you don't know. And it was just like mind blowing to me. I don't know how I didn't see it, honest, but whatever. <laughs> Maybe, you know, you see what you want to see. You see what you want to see in life. You see what you want to see in books. I mean, that's kind of the cool thing about it. Um, so, yeah, I want Mr. Nightmare. I need another name. 
help me figure out another name, guys. Mr. Nightmare, like, I like that it's kind of proper, um, but it sounds kind of dumb, too. Oh, I got an email. Um, anyways, okay, my other thing that I was thinking, okay, so I've been doing a lot more camping and going into the the woods and stuff like that, and, um, you know, I love rock climbing, and okay, I'm not a huge Doctor Who fan. Like I've, I've watched some, but just not a lot. But I love that episode. Um, don't nerd out on me because I don't know the names of anything, guys. It's not the point. That episode where they had these stone angels, like the statues that like looked all like blithe and like beautiful. And then when you turned your back, they turned into these like demon angels and they like started to attack you. So you couldn't turn your back on them, but then they were kind of coming on it at you from every side. And like I said, we've talked, guys, you've heard me talk about this, this, uh, monster of fog coming over the mountains. You know, when I was backpacking the other day, when there was that tree that like looked like an arm, then that was like coming to reach down. I really love this idea of monsters not being lone creatures. I want nature to be the comfort to the people and also the terror, okay? I think this idea that monsters aren't these beings in themselves, that it's something that is, you know, ingrained in all of us and ingrained in nature, that this is just um, like like an infection or an illness or something like that. So I want the monsters to be um, things like that. So anyways, I was thinking of that episode of Doctor Who and was thinking of maybe like somehow creating... I don't know, not like bolder people, but maybe there was ways that like mountains or sides of earth could shift and it wouldn't really be a monster because I don't want them like throwing, you know, hurling boulders or anything like that just seems, that seems like that's been done and all I'm thinking of is just like, you know, Indiana Jones at this point in time, like running from the, the role of perfectly spherical boulder, you know, I don't want that. Um, I want you know, something where it's like the landscape is shifting as you're like trying to find your way. And it's just, it's kind of like confusing you, like turning it into like more of a maze. But then I'm all, but then, you know what? I gotta think like, they can't just like be trapped in this, you know, cavern of valleys or whatever. Like there has to be something that one of them can do to counteract it. And at this point, Aurora, her, her, gifts have to do with manipulating elements like um specifically at this point wind and fire <laughs> she's sounding like, like all the people from captain planet earth wind fire um she's she's the female captain planet no but she can also make things grow um but i don't know that she would have the power to like stop other other whispers So there needs to be something. There needs to be some either like spell that can be um, said or some gift that can be left for nature that would be... Oh, there's also like this whole thing in the um, fairy tales and folklore section where they're talking, where they're, me, I'm talking about this great song. So when creation is coming part, everybody's part of this great song and you can still hear the song if you really try and so I'm thinking that like this is 
not, you know, I know it's a metaphor. Everybody is, you know, a part of the great song, but I mean, I actually want it to be like an actual like tune, you know, that each of them can be, no, I don't want each person to have like a different song. I don't want that. Like, um, you know, they're not an acapella group all of a sudden. <laughs> you can imagine it's like pitch perfect and fantasy put together. Um, but like, I, I do want there to be a song. Maybe I'll have that. That's a great idea. I'm writing it down on a post-it. Where's a pen? Okay. The great song. Okay. So maybe if some of them, somebody can realize part of the melody and the part of the melody like counteracts this and freezes it for a while. Oh, okay. Counteract. Not sure I'm gonna remember what that make says later. I have the I have the handwriting of a doctor without the paycheck. It's great. Um, oh, I like that. I like that. And yeah, maybe that can be because you know how like at the beginning of the chapters, like depending if it's in the magical realism world or if it's a letter or if it is the fairy tales and folklores, um, it has different opening music. Um, and I've got two of them done, but the third one I don't. So maybe that's what I can do for that. Oh, that's a good idea. Then make that one the song. And then like at some point in the book, you know, somebody actually like hears it. Maybe they'll hear it in a dream. Maybe they'll remember something from childhood or, um, I don't know if I'm having any new whispers given at this point. Cause it was kind of like integral to the story that whispers are no longer given um but they can hear it and then it'll be there and then everyone's like oh I know that song maybe if you just listen to chapters three four and five you would have known so okay I like that okay so I'm gonna have a character that is going to be able to manipulate things in dreams and I gotta pan out once again like how that's gonna be uh, this is again based on me and my weird thought that I am living two lives one's in my nightmares one's here um also about the kind of like the stones or the you know part of earth that is able to manipulate and confuse and disorient people um yeah Okay. I like this. This is, I, thanks for talking through all this with me today, guys. It's been great. It's been great. And if you notice, Rijan is no longer in the room. He had to leave recording halfway through because he got a little bit cray cray and that's, that's okay. Anyways, um, I am heading over to, I'm really excited. I'm heading over in like a week and a half or so. Actually, it's less than that. It's like a week. I'm going with my youngest son and we're going to France and Germany. And we're going to a couple of the places like uh, this one town in the Alsace. Alsace? No, that's not it. Oh, gosh. No, I can't say it. The eastern region of France, which is like the borderline of Germany. It, actually, this town, Colmar, has been part of France at times. It was Germany, then France again, then Germany, and now it's France again. I think the turnovers happened thrice for France, but it's, um, you know, a small little town. And I've actually been there before with my mom, um, that a lot of the inspiration for the little town in Disney's animated film, Beauty and the Beast was taken, you know, bonjour, 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 um, was taken. So I'm excited and I'm excited. Then we're going into some places in Bavaria in Southern Germany. We're going to see some castles and all that kind of fun. And I'm hoping that this is just really 
inspirational also. I have a little journal like for writing in packed because I always am like romanticizing my writing. <laughs> like I'm going to be sitting on a train and looking out and I'm just going to like be writing with my gel pens, which I own way too many gel pens. But then like, I realize that I, it just takes so long. So I'll do that. I'll write like a chapter like that. And then I'll go back to my computer and like type quickly and that way I don't lose the ideas. I don't lose the thought before it's like out because like my physical mobility is holding me back. So we'll see. All right. I think that's it for today. Thank you guys for joining me on this journey of my, uh, you know, what looks like it may be a decade of writing this book. It's not, it's not, I'm going to hope, I'm hoping to have it done by the end of the year. I don't know if I've said that, but that's kind of my goal I've put in my head. So it's more than a month, but I need to have something more immediate or else it's just going to be like, yeah. So I want it to be like published and available by the end of this year. So we'll see you guys. Hold me accountable. And please help me think of another name for Mr. Nightmare. Like I want it to be something that kind of, kind of creepy, but not a made up word. I have a lot enough made up names and words, you know, already. So with that being said, I'm Ophelia and I'm writing a book. Kinda. I'm, I'm thinking about ideas that will be put in a book that I'm kind of writing. Did I just say the same thing twice? I think so. Talk to you guys next week. Bye.